It's Tepo Waffle Time! Right, you're listening to Tepo Waffle. Let's join Steve. Alright, and I'm going to tell Steve a story. I'm going to listen to a story with you guys. Okay, right, so um, I went into a school and I said, uh, oh, where's Teacher X and Teacher Y? And I was told, oh, they've gone off for training. And I went, oh, okay, how long's the training? Two weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a weird time to do training, isn't it? It was, was during semester time. Not just during semester time, but uh, they were coming back two weeks before the end of the semester. So it was right towards the end of the semester. Okay. Uh, so they were gone for two weeks, and then they were back for a week of teaching and then the week of exams, essentially. So it's, it was kind of an odd time for them to go. Very odd. Yes, uh, and those two teachers were also the, uh, uh, one of them is basically the coordinator, she's a, she's a full-time teacher, but she also has coordination responsibilities. So it's a bit odd, right? As a school, you should probably say... Well, you should plan your, your training to be when the teachers are not needed in the classroom. Theoretically, yeah. yeah. Okay, Uh but let's look at this from the other side. Uh, how many Thai schools have you worked in? Uh, sorry, government schools. This was a government school. How many government schools have I worked in? Uh, not that many, actually. Um, three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many of the local teachers have you seen sent off for training? As in, go to a two-week training. Hmm. I... I yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Okay. How many just high schools in general have you worked in? Oh, yeah, a lot. How many local teachers have you seen sent off for two weeks of training? Yeah, no, I, I, I can't I can't remember any. I, I remember that we've had teachers coming into our school to do training. Okay. Um, during, but for four hours in the morning or something, not for whole... Stretched for a two-week block. And yeah, I don't think that that was actually training. That was more like, go and see what those teachers are doing so you can copy them. I think that that was... Okay, yeah. so it was it was actually a teacher that was affiliated with the school already yeah. uh, to some degree. So you're in that branch, you're a new teacher in branch Yeah, X, and I think that it was more a mentoring program than a training program. Okay. Yeah. So for me, uh, the logistics aside, there's definitely some logistical issues there with when are you... When can you do without a teacher? Yeah. Uh, but I was actually like really pleasantly, I wouldn't say surprised, but pleasantly pleasant okay. about just the simple fact that these teachers were going off for some training. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, uh, but these teachers, these aren't new teachers. Experienced teachers. Yeah. So then surely, I mean, what's the point of external training this is an in-house training this is external oh. okay so um we're separating here uh pre-service teaching which happens before you start yep. becoming a and teacher in-service. in-service teaching which is what happens when you already are a teacher yeah um and then we're teacher- doing a second separation of in-service training which is supposed to be ongoing uh in theory well, it's supposed to be training yeah 
Yeah, supposed to be uh, you're observed, you observe other teachers, yeah. you might have workshops together. And it's people uh, that you know or that you work with inside the school. Yeah, so you're doing a lot of training with your team. Right, and then external training, which is... Go, go off to... In this case, uh, I found out when they came back, it was actually with the British Council. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that aside, uh, it's still a... Off you go. Yeah. What's the point of the... Off you go. You've been yeah. teaching for six years, now leave for two weeks. Yeah, okay, so there, there's advantages and disadvantages of having off-site training. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the best things about it is it gives you a break in your routine. I mean, that's f- from a teacher's perspective. But from Absolutely. from a school's perspective, um, a lot of in-house training with people that you know the the training starts becoming repetitive and incestuous and so, sometimes very admin heavy yeah uh, a lot of it is becoming essentially a teacher's meeting instead of training quite right yeah, yeah. Um, when when you go off-site you're getting a, a real injection of new ideas okay the, the flip side of that of course is that the person who's doing the off-site training doesn't actually know the real context. Mm-hmm. So it's you thrown into a room with 50 teachers or 20 teachers from all sorts of different environments. And the trainer says, do it this way, and you might be sitting there going... Well, I mean, the trainer shouldn't say do it this way. The trainer should be saying, yes, 55 ways of doing it or whatever. Um, what do you do? What is working? What's not working? What other ways are you doing? And then you're supposed to be able to sit with the teachers from all these different contexts and go, oh, you did it that way. And um, So there's this new blood that okay. comes into and and that's great. Well, potentially that's great because these new concepts or something that you've never heard of and nobody in your school does or there's a new thing that's going around um, which you then get exposure to. Okay, so the the teachers came back from the training and I was chatting with one of them. What was it like? Who's your teacher? Oh, empirical data collection. I, I can't like it. I can't help it. I'm, <laughs> I'm such a nerdy teacher. You're such just... a nerdy teacher. It was just instinct. Hey, what was it like? Who was your trainer? What did you learn? Did yeah, you learn what did they say? Uh, enthusiastic. Yeah, it was great. We tried this out. We learned this thing. And da 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 da. And did, okay, mm. uh, and they did give some like genuine uh, content-based answers. You know? Okay. Yeah, we looked at ways to get the students speaking more or using less time in the classroom. Right. Or, you know, very enthusiastic. Uh, and I said, right. So you're going to try it out today. And they said... Maybe next term. Mm. Which is in a month and a half's time. Yeah, so right. we've got two weeks left of the term. Uh, so I'll finish off this week of teaching, then it'll be exam week, and then we'll have a month off, and then we'll spend the first week and a half or two weeks getting back into it and figuring out all the administration issues and uh, settling in the new foreign teacher because we've replaced one from last term and tweaking the schedule and dealing with missing exam results from last term. And, and, and then I'll get into it. Tippy-tappy-tippy-tappy. Steve's um, typing on his computer. Yes, yes, okay. And and did, did it lead to... This is a big question. Did it lead to any change? I don't know, because I go back to the school in a week. Well, oh, oh, five see. days. Oh, this is... Okay. Are you expecting there to be any change? Oh, I don't want to answer that, because my answer is no. Okay, well, uh, you see, I suppose... Unfortunately, I'm is, not. Yeah, this is another problem with... Um, 
with that kind of external training is a, it's a lovely opportunity to go and have buffet lunches and meet all sorts of interesting people and and learn lovely theoretical ideas that, that and uh, I must admit I've been for a teacher to come back enthusiastic about their job and their profession yeah if it achieved nothing but that it's already achieved a lot uh, a full-time career teacher who uh, you know they did four years of university and they did two years of a posting wherever they were sent because they probably did the, the university on a scholarship uh, and then they worked their way into this particular school and yeah sure so so what you're doing what you're saying then is this teacher is has been saved from um, a, a sense of apathy yeah well not apathy but yeah essentially as teachers if we're doing the same thing again and again in the same classroom or in the same school for years on end we have the potential to suffer from burnout yes um so burnout is where you've just lost your purpose or you've lost the sense of meaning in your job and going for that kind of training can help well any kind of training yeah new input and reinvigorate you and make you feel better about everything else but of course the school doesn't have just two teachers there's 80 teachers, 150, yeah. uh, if it's a big school. Um, which teachers are chosen and how... Uh, how that gets applied? Yeah. So the, very often the teachers who are chosen are the ones who are most active in the school. Those are probably the ones that are not burnt out because they're creating purpose for themselves anyway. Yes. Um, so the, the I've, I've got training, as, as a director of the school, I've got a training slot for two teachers. Which, am, which ones are gonna ch- am I going to choose? I'm going to choose my best two teachers. So because that means you think I'm, they can get the most out of right, it. Right, I'm strengthening my strength, my strengths, which is good. But what about the other hundred? The weakness, and I think, but also there's a, a a feeling of reward. I'm rewarding my good teachers, yeah. the teachers who are putting in effort and, and trying they're hard. They're staying in a hotel, and they're going to do all these fun things. things and, and yeah, yeah they get two weeks off from regular classes, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Um, so what what one of the ways of doing this? Um, British Council tries to do this too, uh, is they take two or three teachers from each school and they teach them and then they make them the teachers of the other teachers. So I, I learn all these techniques and then I'm supposed to go back to my school. And share or teach the... Yeah. yeah. And what I was tappity tapping is I can't remember the name for that kind of training. Oh, uh, right. It's, uh, it's uh, got the sense of a bull rolling. So yeah, yeah. I, bull rolling training. Or I can't remember. Wait a minute. I'm going to stop the podcast. Stop the podcast. <laughs> stop the podcast. Start the podcast. It's, Start the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's cascade training. So in, in wait, this, did you find that on Google? No, it just came to. It was <laughs> you remembered while you were googling ball rolling training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, it's called cascade. Never mind. No, but you know that's what happens. If I if I have a question, if I have a word that I can't or a concept that I can't remember, ask somebody, to ask somebody, <laughs> and you'll you answer your thing? question yeah, before right. they get to you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, cascade training. So what's supposed to happen is I. <clears throat> Me and my colleague, my colleague and I go to this training yeah. um, in at, at whatever. We have two weeks of, of absolute blasty training stuff. Hopefully. It's great. Hopefully. Everybody, yeah. Um, and then we go back and we're supposed to transfer those new inputs to our colleagues. New inputs. Yes. <laughs> May we call those skills? <laughs> well, not necessarily because there might be concepts. There might okay. not be skills at all. Um, Knowledge. Right. Um, but of course, that's the massive flaw here because um, who is overseeing the right, who's overseeing second it? step? Oh, hang on, why did you go to that thing and I didn't? I'm jealous of you now, and there's there's this internal rivalry between the the previous 
previously colleagues now one is like a pseudo Rival, trainer yeah your yeah pseudo superior yeah. why am i supposed to listen to you again mm. and and is this person actually doing the, the training in the way that they were trained to do the training is, or, is, or are they telling them what Right. What they learned, not showing them. Right. So we have thing. we have a bit of a washout with the actual yeah. content, um, and in one training pro- program that uh, I read about, cascade training, the people were sent off to do. This was here in Thailand. They're sent off to do the training. Yep. They were sent back to the school to train the other teachers about this new thing, <clears throat> and it was found out that they were paying other people to train the huh? trainers. So instead of them doing it themselves, because so, it means a Saturday morning. Or so something. I went to do training. Yeah. And then I go back to the school, and yeah. then I pay. So you teach me how to do it. Okay. For example, so you just teach me. And so I was I... trained, and then I teach you. Yeah, and, and then, then you pay me to go and, and tell all the other fifteen teachers about how this works, um, because, yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm kind of confused about how that seemed like the the easier solution well it just meant that that person didn't have to commit to doing an an ongoing training and feedback loop for for 15 colleagues or 20 because colleagues. i'm assuming that person was had some responsibility in the school and they had to get back to their job well i think that what they did in that particular case was they paid the teachers who went to the training got paid to as as a paid to be trained paid no, paid to be the trainers of the teachers in the oh, schools. Oh, okay. So they took the so they thousand took the money. baht right. and kept four hundred and paid six hundred to the next guy. Oh, I would I would have said kept six hundred and paid four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So something along the. But the concept is great. The concept yes. is teach a, a few this new thing and, and send it out. Yeah. So um, the other thing, of course, is that a lot of these trainings, training programs come about because somebody. At in an office in the Ministry yes, of Education exactly. has decided that there's some new thing that all the schools have to do. We're going to do it this We're way. We're going to upgrade the educational quality of all of our institutions. Yeah. And the most efficient way to do it uh, has been proposed. Well, we've decided that this proposal is the most efficient way. Right. And so that's it. Right. right. Problem solved. Now, of course, and then you've got people in these schools, particularly in government schools, who've been working in education for... 30 years. Right. Um, they've been doing their job successfully for all this time and now somebody's saying to them no you've got to do it a different way yes and they'll say sure no problem we'll do it a different way but when they walk into the classroom they're going to go back to the way that is most By effective default. yeah for them yeah uh, the way that they know works the kids respond to it and um, and actually or it might be the way that they perceive oh sure we can't say it's the way that well, works maybe we should say it matches their beliefs um yeah. about how things work now beliefs and and practice are in a, an, in a little cycle. I, I do something at work, so I believe that this is the way it should be done, and so I do it again, yeah. and that works, and so my beliefs are reinforced yeah. by this practice. Now somebody comes along and has a different belief. And um, says, do it this way. Yeah. I, I, might, I might say, yeah, that's a great idea, and, and change my, my explicit belief about what it is that I... So I say it's a good idea, and yeah. I may even personally actually believe that it is a good idea. Yeah, but I'm not going to actually change my practice. Because uh, right, so one of the ways, down, yeah, one of the ways of getting the person to change their beliefs is to watch another teacher who's doing that new thing, and yeah. s- they see, oh, this actually works, and then maybe there's some belief change. Okay, but but that's why mentoring then is a better option for. So it's ongoing teacher. rather than the external, which I mean, right. that's a lot of this question is, what's the value of of external training versus your internal in-service ongoing well there's a couple of other problems with in in-house 
training as well. Okay, let's just say that you, I, I've been teaching for 35 years. Yep. You come been in. been teaching and, for five. Or, or even, let's, let's give you 20 years. Okay. Um, okay. You have a PhD and I have a master's degree. Yep. You're now my supervisor. Okay. And you've been told to train me. I've got 15 years more experience than you have. Um, yeah. I'm pretty well qualified. I'm not as qualified as you are, but I'm pretty qualified. And I know all the kids in this area and their mothers and fathers because I taught them too. And um, yep. and now you've been told to train me. Well, I'll be trained because that's my job and that's your job and that's what we're going to do. But I'm going to resist at some level. I'm going to resist this intern. This is in-house. Yep. Um, but who are you to train me? Yes. Uh, you know, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, then I would also... I'm. I'm... Personally, I'm more concerned with the fact that uh, from chatting with this teacher, what they did seemed quite, uh, content-wise, quite good, and also in outcomes, pretty good. I mean, this teacher definitely had an attitude shift. They were enthusiastic. I'm worried that are they ever going to apply it because they're in the minority and trying out something new and failing, the easy default is to just go, well, I actually do know how to make this work. Yeah, using my old technique. Yeah. But, so, that, but that's a problem with, with in-service teacher training in general. If if teachers are in-service, they really know how to teach. Yes. Um, unless they're failing, unless there's a real problem. Do they know they're failing? Because ah, what yes. I'm doing works. So what do you mean I'm failing? It works. My students pass their exams. Yeah. Problem? Mm. Yeah, so I, I mean, I pers- I'm personally very curious to see if this the at least the attitude about it holds over uh, when when we get started when the enthusiasm stays there, uh, and then to find out if the attitude the enthusiasm is still there, does it get applied? Right. Uh, does this teacher start applying? Now, I I think in a practical sense that the right way for a teacher like this to do it is. To, is for it to be incremental. I learn all these things, and I do know how to completely change right now, but I see a lot of teachers that try to completely change really rebel against the change when they have a failure. Yeah, but, and, and that's right, because they are going to fail. Because whole, it's new, they don't know how to do it. Well, yet. and the students are not going to respond properly to them because the, the students pick up on the fact that this is a, an experiment and they don't know what's going on. And they're then, not used to it. That, yeah. yeah. There's the, the example, there's that case study of the teacher, experienced teacher who tries to do a jigsaw reading activity. Okay. And of course, jigsaw reading is complicated from a perspective of giving instructions. Oh, so and like organizing the classroom. Right. And so then, yeah. of course it fails. But it fails not because the jigsaw reading activity was wrong or because he's a bad teacher. It's just because it's new and he, he got things mixed up. And he hadn't foreseen logistical issues. Right. And, and the students are unused to it, so they're... Is that a word? Unused, unused to it? Yeah. It is now. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it flops. And then he says, well, I can't do it, or it doesn't work, or whatever. Whereas if you do it a second and third time, the students start seeing the patterns and they yep. organize themselves uh, around what is happening. Um so it's but is that teacher happen. going to give up before they get well, to the fourth right. or fifth time? And an time. experienced teacher will give up because I already know another way of doing this, which is I'll just read the story to the class and they can and take notes or whatever. Fill in the gaps. Or, <laughs> yeah. or it's a jigsaw reading, but the easiest way to do it is for me to read it out in order and they can just write one, two, three, four, <laughs> which is an okay listening task, Yes. but it's not a jigsaw reading task yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, so as an alternative, um, how about workshops? 
in the school by a visiting external person? I, you're asking the wrong person because I'm going to answer... Actually, I think that any form of training is great. Well, any form of training is great. I, I've, the, I've had bad training before. And the bad training, uh, in a strange way, revitalized my... It made me, I was really passionate about this bad training. This was wrong and that was wrong. And I can't believe it was done this way. And so, I mean, so in a strange way, I mean, that's fortunately, I, I've been lucky that that's definitely the exception rather than the norm for me. But it's actually made me enthusiastic, yeah. not the other way around. So I'm not a good person to ask, uh, you know, is, is this training bad or is that training good? But if we're talking about workshops themselves, I'm actually hugely in favour of workshops. Workshops that are done by uh, an external person, yeah, uh, sure, you, you've got somebody coming into the school, so you do have teachers who are a co- cohesive unit, which makes it a lot of hard work for that external trainer, because you're not... You, you've got uh, the possibility of an me versus them... Yeah, uh, but I think that, uh, you know, okay, just going back to the concept that all training is good, all education is good, all training is good, but I think that with in-service, in an in-service environment, the the mistake is to say, here's the thing that you should be doing, or here's the, um, the way that I handle in-service training, if I'm doing it, is to start with the problem. So if you talk to teachers and you say, let's talk about using the board. What problems do you have? They'll come up with eight problems. Um, All right. And let's do a workshop workshop on... And then from those problems, yes, well, here's here's 16 solutions or 12 solutions or what solutions can you find? And they'll actually come up with solutions of their own because they're they're teachers. They they know what is going on. So it, it almost lands up as a sort of brainstorming activity. And it's a collaborative... And it's collaborative, and it's coming from them, and it's, and they buy into it then. And um, uh, what what I try to do, I did a, just whiteboards, for example, I did a whiteboard workshop with a group of experienced teachers. Okay. Um, but I did it as a stations. I did it in, as stations. So here, are five, each station is a problem, a whiteboard problem, blocking the board, students talk while I'm using the board. Okay, yeah. each... And, the, the teachers went around in groups and did each of the five stations and then we did the feedback on it. Okay. But um, my real lesson was do stations work? So um, the the, feed, the the whiteboard thing was actually just a ruse to do. Uh, okay. Um, and so I killed two birds with one stone. One was a new input thing and one was something that they thought that they were... Uh, Okay, so the the do I want to talk about the do stations work thing because that's yeah. actually closer to how I look at what's needed for a workshop. I base it on um, I've seen the teachers teaching, and I've picked up on an issue that is widespread enough that doing a workshop shop on it would be of the greatest value. Mm. So I'm not doing a thing that I think is needed. I'm doing a thing that I see. Eight out of the twelve teachers in this in this staff room uh, shared this issue. There might be variations on the issue or or different degrees of the issue, but there's a common issue yeah. that I can go in and try to give them ideas of uh, or a new perspective. Or, yeah, change the way that they think about that yes. yeah. that thing. 
So the stations thing was that based on the, what you've based seen? Based on the fact that when I was walking around the school, all I saw was teachers standing at the whiteboard for an hour. And um, cool. so I did a whiteboard workshop because okay, well everybody's at the whiteboard, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but there there are other ways of running a lesson. Um, okay. And that was what I was trying to introduce. So based on what you'd seen in the, the yeah. school, yeah. Uh, I think that here's a thing that could help these teachers uh, invigorate their lessons. Right. So, I mean, I went in and I based the workshop on what I saw rather than what on the director of education in the ministry had told me I have to tell the teachers to teach, okay. which I think possibly makes the, work, the, the, the input a little bit more pertinent. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, the workshop was voluntary, so you come or you don't. Um, and interestingly okay. enough, a lot of teachers did come, and those were, you were teachers. You were an external... External, yeah. Okay. And those teachers who did come were actually the teachers who were doing the better job anyway. So the yeah, irony well, is the, norm. The, the better teachers want more training. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, so my, uh, my overall summary is just all training is good. Regardless, all education is great. Uh, no, not all. Not even all bad, no, as you say, even great, bad education is great. Yes, you can <laughs> get something out of yeah. out of everything, and uh, I also I'm just on the wait and see. I really want to go back in and, and talk to this teacher again and and see what they do and what happens. With I think their they classes. should be written up as a paper and published in system. Uh, yeah, but they don't actually have to do the unfun part, which is now that no, now that I've already found out what I wanted to know, I'm going to write it down to tell other people, and it's not going to be read by anyone. <laughs> well, we can do a podcast on find the results of find the results of a a thing for yourself because that's way more interesting than trying to tell other people. Actually, not tell, write about it. Yeah, write a word from our sponsors. Okay, who's our sponsor today, Steve? Today our sponsor is Sprinkle Water. Sprinkle Water? Yeah. Okay. So just for those of you who are listening who don't know, Sprinkle is a company that sells water. And it comes in bottles. And it's drinkable. It's very actually really, really delicious. They bring it right to your doorstep. Do you know that you can chill it? Yes, and you can add ice to it. it it's. If I was thinking more of, I mean, from a classroom perspective, I'm more of the bottled water type than I'm going to take in a glass with some ice from... Tinkle it around in front of the students' faces. Yeah, not, not really. <laughs> I mean, look, that, that could be quite an interesting affectation to have as a teacher, but uh, not look, one I'm considering at the moment. The fact is that teachers need to be hydrated. It really makes a difference when you're well hydrated and you're healthy. Ooh, what's your stance on, like... Sweeten the teacher having sweetened drinks. No, no, it should be just sprinkle water as it comes, just like that. Maybe chilled with a bit of ice is great. That's before big, and after your class. I'm a big fan of cold iced tea. So drink sprinkle water and enjoy your classes. And more. be a good example for your students that drink water. It can be watery in your mouth. <laughs> Do it. Tough waffle is proudly brought to you by the Nonstop Wafflers. Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tufflewaffle at gmail.com or visit tufflewaffle.com.